Welcome to another episode of Workaholics, a podcast for the career development enthusiasts. For everything employability, work-life balance, skills, career growth, you are the right place. This podcast is powered by the Edubridge Academy. On today's episode, we will be speaking to a private equity analyst, learning about the specific financial terminology, how it affects us and the country at large. Can we meet you, sir? My name is Maurice Bello, and I work as an analyst on the investment team at African Capital Alliance. Nice to meet you. So what would you say private equity is in simple terms? I mean, private equity essentially is a form of private capital financing for companies. And the ability to provide this financing will typically come from um, you know, institutional investors who have committed large sums of money to your private equity fund for, you know, an extended period of time. Um, you know, uh, PE funds will typically invest in companies that present significant growth opportunities and then work with management to ensure effective operations, you know, through various value creation initiatives over a four, five, six year holding period with a view to exiting profitably uh at the end of the investment life holding period whatever you decide to call it uh i think so that's what i will say private equity is in its most basic form what are the connections between private equity and africa um yeah in terms of p in africa you know i'd say africa has become an attractive destination for investors just given the continent's attractive growth opportunities and the uh, it's uh, say expanding consumer class um, between 2014 and the first half of 2021, you know, about $19 billion was raised by private equity funds in Africa. And what you see is that a lot of private equity activity here in Africa is focused on growth capital, which essentially means funds being channeled towards business expansion. And, you know, this is a way of mitigating against the various risks that come with African countries, such as political uncertainty, um, currency, volatility, etc. Also, I'd say a major factor that has mitigated the impact of African investments risks and, you know, even the pandemic is the composition of the limited partner base of private equity firms here in Africa, you know, where, you know, here in Africa, DFIs constitute a significant portion of, you know, the limited partner base and limited partners essentially means uh, the investors in your fund so you know development finance institutions have a more long-term focus to investments you know which in turn helps to better absorb short-term you know market shocks which are very rampant here in africa um you know but more recently i'd say african p has had a focus on businesses that provide essential services um you know just naturally healthcare has become uh, a major sector which has experienced significant growth due to the pandemic and, you know, the results in demand for affordable health care. Um, so, you know, it's no surprise that healthcare accounted for the largest share of private equity deals in, you know, as of the first half of 2020 uh, at about 24%. And this is according to the African Private Equity and Venture Capital Association. And, you know, it's likely that the sector will remain a key sector um, for the rest of 2021 and even going into 2022. 
you know, fintech is another major sector uh, in Africa, which has historically attracted private equity money, just given the strong drive for financial inclusion across the continent. Um, in 2019, over 40% of investments which came into Africa went to fintech. And, you know, even more recently, we've seen the huge amounts of capital that, you know, these fintechs are attracting at, you know, fantastic valuations. You know, think Stripe's $200 million acquisition of Paystack or, you know, Flutterwave's $180 million fundraise. And, you know, even just last week, uh, OP's $400 million fundraise at a $2 billion valuation, which is just fantastic. I mean, I think, uh, you know, these are representative of, you know, the significant prospects that these companies present uh, for the economy of our continent. You know, generally, I'd say, I mean, there's obviously a lot more, but that, that, that could be said about African private equity. But in summary, I'd say, you know, it's growing and uh, Africa just presents uh, a significant uh, Africa just presents significant growth opportunities, just given where we are in terms of development in most sectors and, you know, where we have to be to be able to compete on a global scale. You know, between uh, those two points, I'd say there's significant room for development in Africa and, you know, private equity. Uh, I believe private equity is what can serve as a catalyst for that development. What are some top private equity firms to look out for, particularly in Africa? Top private equity firms in the world um i mean uh yeah i mean there's the popular ones the ones that everybody probably knows you know the blackstone group is is probably the largest one in the world you have the carlisle group there's uh kkr uh, that's kravis colbert i'm I'm not sure um you know tpg etc but uh in terms of Africa, you know, I'd say the largest private equity firms in Africa. Um, I mean, obviously, African Capital Alliance. Um, then you have AIM, which is uh, A-double-I-M, Africa um, Infrastructure Investment Managers. Uh, we have Helios Investment Partners. We have Emerging Capital Partners. Um, you know, amongst others, there's, there's, there's a number of, there's also a good number of African private equity uh firms thank you so let's dive deeper into the conversation what are the implications or impacts of private equity to businesses individuals and even the entire country in terms of the impacts of private equity uh activity for um for entrepreneurs and you know the country in which they operate i'd say um you know, like 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 uh, like I like I've alluded to earlier. You know, private equity firms. You know, they come in, uh, they come in investing in the company. They come in to back the management of that company, and you know, they work hand in hand with manage with management over the investment periods to you know build a more valuable company. So think uh, Paystack, uh, as I had mentioned earlier. You know, one of their earlier uh, venture capital investors was a company called. Green Tree Investment Company. Uh, it invests in startups all across Africa. And you know, say they invested in the company at a certain valuation. I don't. I don't have the number. Whatever I must have been at that point in time. And you know, over a three, four, five-year holding periods, you've created a company that you know an investor comes and says is worth two hundred million dollars. 
I'd say that's a significantly positive impact, that's significantly positive value uh, that has been created for the owners of the business. And just, uh, you know, in terms of impacts, in terms of uh, impacts, impacts, impact for the country, you know, you see most countries these days, uh, I mean, from a venture capital standpoint here, there's, there's obviously a strong drive for the development of, you know, SMEs around. Um, Maybe SM is not the right word, but you know, as a as a country, it helps where you have you have uh, startups, uh, you have startups which have the opportunity to grow, and uh, this is predicated on the ability to access financing, right? And um, you know, private equity provides that that uh, opportunity for for these companies, and you know, working over time with these companies, you improve the operations. You know, there's improved profitability. This is, uh, I mean, from improved profitability, that's uh, more taxes for the government, I guess. And you know, it also helps having, you know, uh, an increased number of developed and more standardized companies across your economy. So just generally, I'd say, you know, I'd say your private equity provides a lot of value, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, having developed, uh, whether it's having developed uh, companies across the country or just generally uh, the info, the influx of liquidity that comes with private equity investments to the companies and, you know, the economy generally, I'd say, you know, private equity money is very valuable in any country. Who would you say gets the job done in the firm? And are there any specific um, processes that the companies um, undergo or any specific steps that they take? I mean, that's, I mean, that's a very funny question. It's, uh, it's not one person that gets the, the job done. Uh, I think everybody contributes to 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 the eventual success of uh, an investment or successful exit from an investment um, I think uh, the the difference is just what exactly it is each person is doing so from analyst level all the way to principal partner uh, we all have different functions so you know as an analyst you're more focused on uh, assisting with evaluating potential opportunities financial modeling uh you know putting together presentations you know doing things like quarterly evaluations uh i mean obviously everybody's work is cut across three major heads which is you know deal making portfolio monitoring and exits uh it's now what you do across each of those heads that differ so you know someone like a partner is more focused on uh deal sourcing and you know even when you're uh, even when you're working towards um, securing a potential opportunity, the negotiations and things like that, you know that's that's more that's what uh, that, that that's what you typically see people doing at more senior levels. And at the junior level, you know you're more crunching the numbers, putting the presentations together, doing the analysis, uh, etc. And you know all these things. Uh, each thing that's done at each level is kicked up the food chain. I mean, ultimately, what everybody does is valuable to the eventual results, right? But it's not, it's not, it's not one person that gets the the job done, and you know, it's a collectivity of functions essentially. Uh, I mean, in terms of the process, I mean, obviously, in terms of what goes into eventually investing in the company, uh, I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, 
I mean, you, you assessed it obviously after identifying a potential opportunity. Um, you know, typically more senior people would have approached the, the company. Uh, you know, ultimately you sign an NDA. Uh, you know, you start to get some material from the company. And I'm sorry, maybe I should just pause and, and go back. And, and typically, you know, how the transaction goes is really dependent on if it's a proprietary transaction or a process. Um, and now a proprietary transaction is one where, you know, us within our PE firm identified an opportunity and we approached management. Uh, a process, however, is a situation whereby, um, you know, a company is selling down, you know, some equity or maybe another PE firm is trying to exit their investment. So it's more an, uh, it's a process, an auction for the shares, you know, there's different bidders. Um, so yeah, you know, you sign non-disclosure agreements, you start getting some, you know, marketing material that the sellers, uh, financial advisor has probably put together. Um, you know, you there's a lot of work in terms of modeling and presentations. Obviously, you need to get internal approvals, and you typically submit a non-binding offer, uh, which includes uh, a bunch of conditions that will uh, a bunch of conditions under which the investment is going to be made, in addition to valuation. Um, you know, and typically, you know, if it's a process, for instance, uh, you know, the the seller will either come back to you or not, you know, um, the seller will come back to you and let you know if you've been selected to proceed to the next stage of, you know, this potential sale or if you've not. And, you know, typically it's predicated upon, you know, how favorable uh, the terms that you're trying to uh, the terms that you've 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 proposed are you know how favorable your valuation is in comparison to you know the other bidders etc things like that, um, and then you know typically in the second stage of the process you, know, you typically get uh, some more information so that you can do a much more in depth analysis into you know various aspects of the company and you know you typically appoint due diligence advisors. Uh, you know, across legal, financial, commercial, you know, environmental and social, etc., to ensure that, um, you know, all the company's operations meet with your own internal guidelines for investment making. And, you know, ultimately, you get some more internal approvals to proceed with the investment. And, you know, when you're sure that everything is in line, uh, you typically make a binding offer. And, you know, it's up to the company to accept or reject. And then there's a lot of negotiations, a lot of back and forth that, you know, ultimately going to into 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 these things. But, you know, ultimately, when you and management, assuming you're the preferred bidder in the process, for instance, come to an agreement, uh, I mean, I guess, yes, you sign some transaction documents, then you know, obviously there's the whole regulatory process. You know, if, if you're here in Nigeria, you might probably need uh, FCCPC approval. That's the competition agency. And um, yeah, I, I think to the end of it, you know, there's obviously a bunch of conditions precedence to, to the transaction closing. Um, there's lots of things. I'm not sure I can, you know, um, capture everything in detail in this, but, you know, I sort of hope this painted a bit of the picture of what goes into, you know, making an investment. Well, lots of details to keep in. <laughs> okay. Um, to round up, what would you say 
from a personal point of view is the future of private equity in Africa. Um, the future of the industry. I mean, I have I have absolutely no idea what the future holds, but I would say I'm very optimistic about the future of private equity here in Africa. And you know, I I think um, you know Africa just presents so many significant opportunities when you think about how you know underdeveloped we are across a whole lot of sectors and you know how much uh how much opportunity how much opportunity there is for us to scale up um you know i think these are things that uh international investors acknowledge and you know i mean well nobody has nobody has found you know the best way to take advantage of this uh of you know these growth opportunities just given the various risks associated with a lot of African countries, you know, I do believe that, you know, all, you know, ultimately opportunities like the ones that Africa presents just, it just can't be overlooked and passed up. So, you know, personally, I'm optimistic, you know, regardless of all the, you know, political uncertainty um, and, you know, other unsavory activities that go on in a lot of African countries, I still think that you know, the future is African. Any final details for us to round up the conversation? In conclusion, you know, I'd say that uh, P and VC, they're just very interesting spaces to be in. And what makes it all more meaningful is the fact that, you know, the work doesn't just end by simply closing the deal. You know, deal closing is just like, you're crushing yes to a relationship proposal you know so you're just entering into a relationship with the company you know and over time you nurture that relationship you know by working hands in hands with management through you know a host of value creation initiatives to grow the business into a more valuable operation than when you came in and you know, and our day-to-day activities in P are what form the bits and pieces of what you know culminate into the creation of value over the holding period. And you know, this is what makes every day in P another interesting challenge. So you know, if you're someone that's interested in that sort of thing, you know, you you feel like you would find that sort of challenge interesting, then you know, I'd say P VC. Uh, those are spaces that you can be, you should be looking at, because you know. They truly give you that satisfaction and in the end I truly believe that um, you know these are just fields that are very rewarding in terms of you know the knowledge you get the insights you get the the people that you get to meet and interact with so you know overall I'd say you know if uh, if you know you're interested in that sort of thing you, know, you should definitely be looking at the industry Thank you so much for taking our time to speak to us today. Thank you for having me. To get more information on private equity and venture capital, you can sign up for the Edo Beach Private Equity Workshop coming up on the 18th of September 2021. Um, registration closes on the 11th of September 2021. For more information, you could check our social media pages, either our Instagram page or on LinkedIn for more details thank you for listening to today's episode speak to you next time